Blog Talk Radio. morning. This is Stephen McCarthy from the McCarthy Project, and we are coming to you live from Minneapolis, Minnesota, where it is, as always, a little bit chilly, but uh, the winter is almost over. We have about a month, maybe a month and a half, and we'll be outside again enjoying the great outdoors. So, But today we have, um, originally the discussion was to be about the future of beach volleyball with the NCAA championship. Uh, coming up, but um, I interviewed Coach Holly, and the whole framework of the of the discussion really changed. And I really want to home in on something particular, in that Coach Holly has a very, uh, very, very extensive bio. He has done um, pretty much coached at all levels, you know, up through the ranks. If you will, coached at the JO level, started his own program, uh, started his own beach program, then as well moved into the college ranks, and then and now is one of the probably um, uh, the smaller percentage of all the 50 or so programs that have a full-time um, or I guess beach-only coach. And so he has a very uh, cool perspective. He also does a lot of the USAV uh, elite teams on the beach, and so has really seen a lot of different things over the last seven to 10 years, uh, as well as he played now that I think about it. But um, I think he brings across so many things related to the motive of why beach volleyball, why would an indoor player, why would a uh, player uh, go outside and play on the beach? And, one of the things that he's going to talk about is the love of the game. And because it has creativity in it, because it has outdoors in it, that you can work it out on his own. And it's interesting uh, observation he makes during the interview is that uh, if you hear it was worse, he actually feels um, that he's kind of in an interesting position that they really, they have a coach. The beach volleyball is a coach. He coaches during the week, but when he gets into the uh, actual matches, He's not able to talk to the players. And uh, the whole sport fosters this idea of creativity and, and learning to problem solve. And uh, it really does tie into, uh, I did an interview uh, a couple of months back uh, with um, Coach Coleman from UAB. And she said the same thing, where kids had to learn to process things. They couldn't just be told, do this, do that. And being on the beach, it causes you or to have to make decisions. It causes you to have to think strategically. It causes you to have to overcome. And 
um, in a great atmosphere outside on the beach, you know, and just playing. And so I'm not going to take any more thunder from the interview because it really is a pure story of the love of the game as a starting point and then just walking out the process, enjoying your college experience, uh, having a great time with a sport, uh, playing at a high level if you choose, and just enjoying life and for the love of it. So with that being said, we're going to move off to Coach Holly after the break. This is Stephen McCarthy, and as we mentioned before the break, I am with Coach Wayne Hawley of Tulane University, um, and we are going to be talking about sort of the past, the present, and the future of beach volleyball, all in about 20 minutes. Like we mentioned, it's always kind of funny when you say something like that. Uh, it probably is a subject that we could probably talk for probably a couple hours. Um, but first of all, uh, Coach Hawley, thanks for coming on the show today. Oh, my pleasure, Steve. I uh, love talking about the game, so I'm happy to give it 20 minutes or two hours, whatever we have. <laughs> it is an interesting discussion when you talk about the philosophy of sports and uh, when there's something that uh, really does uh, catch your eye, it is really easy to talk for a very long time. And so hopefully we will stay under two hours um, <laughs> as agreed. You know what I mean? No, I'm just kidding. But uh, we'll be done in about 20 minutes. But um, Okay. First of all, uh, thanks very much for coming on the show, like I mentioned. But before we get into talking about the future, and, and you have a very extensive background in the world of beach volleyball and have done some pretty high-level stuff. So could you kind of give um, – I know you've got quite an extensive bio, but kind of give us the the version, you know, the three- to five-minute version. Oh, sure. Uh, I don't want to take up five minutes on me, but um, yeah, I mean, I was fortunate. I grew up in New England, which is not a hotbed for beach volleyball, but we grew, you know, we lived by the beach, so we played a lot, and that's how I think I fell in love with the game and, um, you know, played as a as a young kid growing up like a lot of us do and um, really, really got my start in coaching the game um, a little bit after playing. I actually have a background. I practiced law for quite a long time in New York City after going to school and uh, law school and kind of gave that up in uh, one year, just decided I'm going to put that beside me and try to play volleyball. So played some volleyball the best that I could on the, the AVP qualifier tour. That was about the, that was maxing out for me just to be on the Q tour and did that for a few years and then moved into coaching and got a first opportunity to do that at Brown University uh, with the indoor women's team and Shortly thereafter, started to uh, work with uh, USA Beach programs in Florida and California. So uh, that was a that was an amazing experience to teach uh, some really great players and to learn from some really amazing coaches. And um, you know, we still still am involved in that process. So um, so that's what I was doing, you know, for a few years actually when uh, an opportunity at Tulane opened up and. Tulane was one of the first programs uh, to, to to start beach volleyball back in, uh, in the 11-12 season. And so uh, I flew to New Orleans and, um, you know, interviewed there and liked what I saw and liked what I heard. Uh, decided to 
to give that a give that a shot uh, three years ago, and it's been it's been really great ever since. And uh, um, it's it's growing here in New Orleans as it is across the country. So so a little bit of playing and a little bit of uh, indoor college, and now uh, a little bit of beach college. So <laughs> that brings us up to today. <laughs> well, it's interesting because. Um, uh, and I and I just caught one thing when you said that you used to practice law, you know, and then you said, hey, the coaching thing seems to be a lot better. Um, it almost seems like almost like a movie script because I have the kind of the same type of thing where I was in computer sales. I own my own company and selling millions of dollars of this. And I had a little bit of a fortune thing where mine um, upset the apple cart, so to speak, and, and 9-11 happened and I ended up losing it all. And all of a sudden oh, I was like, crap. And now I've, for 15 years, I guess approximately have been working with young athletes and I am much more excited about young athletes than zeros and ones. Let's just put it that way. Uh, <laughs> I, I understand that feeling. It's the, the quality of life is a, is, is a wonderful change for us. It is. It yes. is. It is. So, um, so that's kind of the past. You've, you've, you've kind of seen it all, you know, uh, from, I shouldn't say seen it all, but seen a majority of it anyways through the years. And kind of brings us up to the present. So you've been uh, at Tulane for uh, three years, or this will be your third year. And yeah. kind of you, the NCAA announces that it's no longer not going to be the coaches' championship. It's going to be the NCAA national championship. How do you view that decision, I guess? Well, it's extraordinarily uh, positive news for our sport. Um, it's It's what – what everyone had worked towards since uh you know the the sport became an emerging sport in back in uh, 2010 so it's it's exactly what we've been moving toward um it'll become the 90th championship sport for the NCAA so that's really a big deal for everyone involved in it um and everyone who's going to be involved in it um it uh i think when anyone thinks about college sports the first thing you think about is the ncaa they really are uh you know that's the brand that's the they run everything they make the rules and they and they provide a lot of the funding to get things done so um it's it's the best possible thing that could have happened for our sport and um everyone's super excited to have uh, the ncaa behind the first championship cool cuz then leads to the next question which inevitably comes is that okay now some funding is going to arrive <laughs> right, and right <laughs> if before it's like the the love of the game hey this is the quality of life approach you know and all that kind of thing because i'm just doing it because uh, i'm sure um there are many other professions you know in the world um heck we could be football coaches for goodness sakes and uh <laughs> it's 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 a different world and so now we're starting to come involved Bigger schools, because there was the original, um, I, I don't exactly remember the exact number, but I believe it was 12 to 15, somewhere in this number. That, right. Yeah, you're that right, started. 15, yeah. Yep, and and now we're up to, gosh, the number changes almost on a daily basis, it seems. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're, up to we're up to 50 now, yeah. Yeah, so what do you see the future? How do you see, okay, so this year is going to kind of be really cool, everybody's going to be excited, but now we're going to have, you know, probably, you know, 60, 70, hopefully by the next year, you know, involved. Well, exactly, exactly. 
Yeah, I mean, one of the things that, um, you know, as I said, when the NCA gets in, I think another a, a positive side effect is there's probably a, there's a lot of schools out there waiting for the NCA to jump on because in some ways that legitimizes our sport. And perhaps for the first four years while the AVCA was doing all the great work that it did, um, it, it, you know, perhaps there are – uh, colleges and administrators and athletic directors out there who said, you know what, let, uh, let's wait and see and let's see what happens and let's see if this fizzles out or if this is real. And now that the NCAA has gone in there, we can look at it and say, you know what, beach volleyball's arrived. It's a legitimate sport. It's not going anywhere. And, and, and now let's get on board. So we're, we're hoping and we're kind of expecting that that leads us into the next phase of this growth for our sport, which is that um, a lot more schools, perhaps the bigger conferences get more involved, and um, you know the school the number grows from fifty to seventy to ninety to a hundred um, and uh, that means just great more participation opportunities for kids and more scholarship opportunities for them to get out and get their education paid for so so you you really put your finger on it that 's exactly what we 're expecting to see and the funny thing is that the essence of playing sport in college, I think you've hit it exactly. I think Beach still has this, is that it's a way to get your college paid for, and it's a participation. Um, and But sometimes I think we get this idea of that we're going to peak for the national championship, and it sort of kind of takes that, that the love of participation and the love of the game away. How do you see balancing those two? Because you did it literally for the love. Um now you're going to have to motive, you know, put this idea of winning in there and all this other kind of different motives. Yeah, well, it does create the yeah the dynamic of I mean, what is the motivation of of a college athlete? Is she committed to her to her sport, or is she there for the reason that she's trying to get her education paid for? I mean, in some sense, we we all have to ask, what's our why? You know, why are we yes. doing this? And um, I think the great thing about our sport is it's a little unique in that. Um, you know, most athletes, uh, when you're when you're younger, and the girls who are playing now, they didn't ever look and see this big professional league in the United States, and there, there was a small league with the AVP, but there was a small minority. I'm not sure many people grew up with the idea that they were going to make this their money career, and yeah. so at least as of now, these athletes have just been still they've been playing for love, and they've been playing because they like the lifestyle, and they've been playing because. It's it's always been a player-driven sport, and, and and coaching, in fact, is 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 only something that's come about very recently in our sport. So, so these athletes grew up making their own decisions and making their own plans, and 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 putting together their own pickup games down at the beach, and and figuring out the the problems and puzzles that the game presents. And they didn't always have a coach organizing, saying, "Here's when we're playing, and here's what you're going to do, and here's how you're going to play," and 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 so. We have a very unique type of athlete now in our game, and they seem to be very self-motivated and been very much driven um, to kind of do what they like to do. And uh, I haven't yet seen in the college game the athlete who's involved in the game solely to get her education paid for. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll just have to see. We'll have to see what kind of athlete, you know, is, is going to be produced in the future. Um, and, you know, and, and we talk about it. Not It's certainly not a bad thing. I mean, it, it, no. it's great to – to use your skills and your your work ethic yes, to make it pay um, for you, you in know, the end. Get yes. your education, sure, yeah. So see, this is the thing I think you hit the most part. Yeah, well, I think you hit the most part is there's the romance to it. It has a romance, you know, and and I mean that in a positive sense that there really isn't um, 
a one size fits all, you know, or, uh, you know, that type of, of position where you actually can work out the puzzles on your own. And I think that's one of the greatest things about playing on the beach is that you actually get to be creative and be thinking on your feet and not always running the play, you know, so to speak. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. But, I, and, go ahead. You know, it's it's even for coaches. You know, for for both the athletes and the new this this kind of quote unquote new coaching profession. It's uh, it's it's learning about how do you coach in a in a quote non coaching sport. You know, we don't <laughs> we're not allowed to talk to our athletes in the middle of a play. Um, we, we we sit silently and watch them play and and sometimes grind our teeth. But um, hopefully, we've done our work during the week and they they're making those decisions on their own because. Uh, we only get to talk to them during a timeout, and and, then, and that's if the players call it. We're not even allowed to call the timeout, and um, in between games, and then for a couple seconds while they switch sides of the court. So uh, it's, it's, you it's have new to take and unique the parental for a lot approach. Of the parental <laughs> approach, where you give them all the, then you can't say anything. You just sit on the sidelines and watch. Yeah, exactly, exactly right. Fascinating. So, what do you see? I mean, as we move into you know. I know that down south, you know, there's, you know, there's still conferences, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like the Atlantic Sun's been a big, you know, initial uh, conference to jump on board. But there aren't very many teams. You know, we were in the, one of the interviews I was doing, you know, we kind of thought about it. it like, well, Nebraska has, you know, sand volleyball. But a lot of the northern country teams, if you will, don't. And what are the challenges that that presents? So and you've been in Connecticut. What are the challenges that presents for northern teams. Well, yeah, there's very few of them. You're right, and identifying Nebraska is one. But otherwise, uh, you know, on on the uh, on the East Coast, you know, the the South Carolina is really the team that's uh, the most north that has a team. And you know, the challenge for the the teams that do exist and for the ones that are considering it uh, in the northern parts of the country is is uh you know just weather i mean can we even play at home i mean by rule you have to play on sand and outside um so you know does the weather allow you to 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 get enough matches in during the season and then um will you uh be forced to just play all of your matches on the road you know um because you don't have the weather and you know will you have a fan base so i think some of those questions are ones that are probably being asked in some of those schools. Um, thank goodness I'm not in those seats making those decisions. But I, I know what I know and I know what I don't know. <laughs> um, but but weather is a, is a big challenge. Uh, and, uh, you know, perhaps there's some answers to be found in baseball where uh, baseball is an outdoor sport and for the most part a warm weather sport. And uh, we see that Board obviously has grown around, and um, they've done a good job of managing where they play early in the season to take take the you know to to do their best with the weather. Um, but I would say weather and fan bases are and um, are probably two of the biggest challenges for North schools. I think the idea of road trip has a whole other meaning now. I guess you know you're going to be on a <laughs> road trip. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, let's have a let's let's have a spring season down in Florida for a while. I'm, I'm sure the players would love that. Exactly. Yeah, schools in. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but uh, any last thoughts? I, I know we had talked about 20 minutes, and I it just amazes me how fast time flies. But if you were a young athlete, you know, playing indoor because most most times they are, you know, 
and they're kind of thinking about this idea of beach, what would you recommend to them? Well, I, I would recommend uh, to go out and try it. Um, we all learn best just by doing, and uh, you can get advice from people, but you know what? You're gonna you're gonna find out whether you fall in love with this sport just by giving it a shot. So, go get yourself a volleyball, and you know, get some friends and and head down to the beach and 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 give it a shot. And uh, that's how a lot of the best players learn just by trying. So, so try playing. Um, see if you like it. If you like it, stick with it. Um, it, it's it's you don't need much. You don't need a coach right away. You just just play the game and figure it out and have fun with it. And for for anyone at any age trying anything new, I'd say try to make it fun um, and and see what happens with it. Um, uh, that's probably the best advice I would give anyone is if you're interested in it, give it a whirl, and, and you'll probably fall in love with this great game. Cool. All right. Anything else um, that you could think of before we uh, unfortunately have to call it a day? Um. No, not really. I mean, I just, uh, you know, the, the whole reason why we're doing this is because, you know, you and I, we love the game and our audience loves the game. And so I encourage people to just make it a lifelong sport. You know, it's a game we can play into our old age. Hopefully it'll be a little slower and a little uh, little below the net, but that's all right. You know, and uh, it's a wonderful game. So um, I'm thrilled to be involved in its growth. And, um, you know, we really, really owe it ultimately to the you know to the girls who decide to play so you know kudos to them yes and if anybody would like to get a hold of you where should they go uh well i mean they can read all about our team at uh uh com and just click over on our beach volleyball uh, web page off our sports section and uh they can read about our team and follow us on facebook and instagram and twitter and you know Tulane beach volleyball and uh you know they can my phone number and email address is out there if they need it cool thank you for your time all right great thank you so much take care steve enjoyed that interview uh, with Coach Holly. I really do respect coaches highly for this type of approach uh, to the world of sports where you can really honestly feel the true love of the game and the desire to play. And I think at the simplest level, the participation uh, in a sport that you, like I say, you just want to do and have fun with it and life can work out for you. So I think uh, I really want to thank about the McCarthy Project, where we have worked with young athletes for over 15 years uh, in the area of training, uh, skills, and nutrition. Uh, you can take a look at our website, themccarthyproject.com. That's all spelled out, so themccarthyproject.com. Or you can call me at 612-741-0982. Again, thank you for listening, and until next time, just remember to love the game and enjoy the experience.